Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At bluenile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Dairy Gold Agri, your solution to all your farm needs. Details are reported in the online edition of the Irish Farmers Journal that farming and food production are exempt from the new restrictions which came into effect at midnight on Friday. And Taoiseach Leo Varadkar made the announcement. The Irish Farmers Journal say that government planning was conscious of the need to maintain food production and immediate farming work. The new restrictions are in place for the next fortnight until Easter Sunday, according to the Taoiseach's statement. Earlier on Friday, the government had received further recommendations on the actions that were needed to be taken to protect our people. These were in addition to all of those listing measures that are already in place. So from midnight on Friday for a two-week period until Easter Sunday, 12th of April, everyone must stay at home in all circumstances, the T-shirt pointed out. He said only in the following situations could people travel. To and from work, where work is an essential health, social care or other essential service which cannot be done from home. For farming purposes, that is food production and the care of animals to shop for food or household goods, to attend medical appointments or collect medicines and other health products. For vital family reasons such as providing care to children, elderly or vulnerable people, to take brief individual physical exercise within two kilometres of your own home, which may include children from your own household, so long as you adhere to a two-metre physical distancing. For over 70s, and Taoiseach announced that, quote, cocooning will be introduced for all of those over 70 years of age and unspecified categories of people who are extremely vulnerable to COVID-19. At this stage, it's not known how the cocooning restrictions would apply to farmers aged over 70. All public and private gatherings of any number of people outside a single household or living units are prohibited, the Taoiseach said. The virus might be in your household already, so please don't spread it to somebody else's household. Sadly, he said, this prohibition includes social family visits that are not for the vital reasons. Apart from the activities listed, the Taoiseach said, there could be no travel outside of two kilometres radius of your home for any reason. These radical actions were aimed at saving as many people's lives as possible in the days and weeks ahead. He said, we can't influence what's going to happen next to us as we enter this most intensive phase of restrictive action. 
the government's emergency services will be ramped up, the local emergency response will be led by local authorities who will bring together all the state agencies as well as local community groups, charities and volunteers to ensure that all of our citizens get the help they need. And that's part of the statement from Antishuk Masulia Varadkar. Coming up on our programme, Don crowley Chagask, Dairy Advisor Clonakilty, on controlling TBCs and SECs in the herd, Harold Kingston, IFA Munster Vice Chair, on Plan B if a farmer gets sick, and Katrina Morrissey, News Editor, Irish Farmers Journal, on farmers fighting the virus. Colm O'Donnell, President of the Irish Natura and Hill Farmers Association, INHFA, wants the EU Commission to unlock its agricultural crisis reserve and use its common market organisation, CMO regulation, to draft urgency procedures without delay and supply funding to farmers in all sectors, beef, dairy, suckler cow or lamb, as well as the flock. The Minister for Agriculture, Food and the Marine, Michael Creed, on Friday 27th of March, issued a strong warning to landowners not to carry out any illegal burning of land. The Minister said given the current emergency arising from the virus pandemic, it's more important than ever that no one should start an illegal fire in the countryside. Such activity would cause unnecessary diversions of emergency service resources. Wildfires put homes and livelihoods at direct risk at cause considerable disruption to rural communities and habitats. At any time, but particularly in the current emergency, such disturbance to rural dwellers, including those who are old and vulnerable, could not be permitted under any circumstances. The Minister's Department had activated its fire danger rating system, and the Minister advises that forest owners and managers should check and update fire plans and other relevant contingencies such as insurance, fire breaks, access and water points helicopter contracts etc so as to be prepared well in advance of any high fire risk phases. The NPWS, the National Parks and Wildlife Service of the Department of Culture, Heritage and Agedduck also say they wish to remind landowners and the public about the importance of closed season for setting of fires. In spring and early summer, it's prime season for nesting birds, breeding mammals and regeneration of growth and habitats after the winter period. The NPWS confirmed they'll also be deploying electronic and other surveillance in the vicinity of national parks and reserves. There's also been, the Minister warned, a very significant increase in the use of outdoor amenities and recreation sites by the public since the onset of the virus measures nationally. He said there is now an increased risk of fire associated with this in upland areas. Forest users and visitors are asked to behave responsibly. They must observe correct physical distancing practice and park considerately so as not to impede access of emergency vehicles to sites. There's also a firm link between wildfire ignitions and illegal dumping and burning of domestic waste in many areas and malicious burning at forest immunity sites and turf bogs open to the public. The department asks all countryside users to be vigilant and to report any suspicious activity to Angarda Shirkona. Also to report any uncontrolled or unattended fires immediately to the Fire and Emergency Services via the 112-999 service.
Joining us on the programme, Mr Don Crowley, Dairy Advisor, Milk Quality Specialist with Chagas and Clonakilty in the rest of the county. First of all, Don, welcome to the programme. Now, it's been a difficult spring with a number of farmers having had significant issues with mastitis and SCC counts. What should they be doing to reduce this, reducing mastitis and SCC? Well, Daniel, as you said, you're, you're dead right. It has been a very difficult spring, and the weather has been, hasn't been very helpful to especially environmental types of mastitis, which we're seeing hitting very low cell count herds, and has been quite difficult to, to cure. I suppose on the flip side of it, it, it goes very fast, and in the present weather conditions, there should be a big improvement on farm level when it comes to this. From a farmer point of view, they really need to watch the chronic-type cows, the cows that were difficult to cure, probably still exhibiting cases of mastitis on and off intermittently. And these can be very dangerous to the herd as they can spread it to the rest of the herd. So it's very important to disinfect the clusters or else milk them last. But I'd be identifying those for culling if they persist. But I, I presume the, the real big thing at the moment, John, is florability to milk a card. We can't milk a card now at the moment with the technician because of the present pandemic, as we all see. But what is available to our clients or to clients is swap into a DIY system, which is do-it-yourself system where the technician will drop off the meter. The farmer won't be there. He'll drop them off. What Munster Bovine have done is on their website, they have two um, videos on it highlighting how to do it. And if people are interested, and especially if they've helped from home with students and stuff who can work the system very well, I think it's something they should really look at is um, to do DIY milk recording to build up a database in the herd as early as we can. That facility being offered by Munster Bovine, that seems an extremely useful procedure. I understand you tap onto milk recording and follow the steps from there. So it's in the Munster Bovine website and then you'll go, you'll take on the milk recording tab and when you click on the milk recording tab, the video then will appear, which you'll click on. And there's a farmer, they're talking to a farmer who has gone through the process, and there's a troubleshooting video. Both should be watched, and you'll have technical backup from the technician as well. And if people have help from home, if there's lads home from college and stuff, they'll be well able to run it. And it's, it's especially when the help is wrong, I think it's something people should seriously consider. As we move to the chlorine-free wash regimes, Don, what issues should farmers be watching out for to ensure they have a low TBC count and a low thermoduric count, or TBC and low thermoduric counts? So the chlorine-free wash regime on the way, what's the deadline for that, Don, before we start? So the deadline for this, Jan, is the December of 2020. So... Both wash regimes of both tanks and milking machines will be washed chlorine-free as of the end of December 2020. So all the co-ops co are working towards, uh, aiming towards this. So they've started with the bulk tanks going chlorine-free. And at this stage, most farmers are on chlorine-free in their bulk tanks. And a couple of issues just to watch there is, look, is there adequate hot water going into the bulk tank? And has your tank been calibrated to the proper dilution rates going into it? We have a number of farmers who have taken up the chlorine free to the tank but they've literally just hooked it up to the tank they haven't seen is it calibrated right is it taking up the adequate amount of detergent to wash the tanks and because of that we're getting spikes in thermodurics because of that so there are two important things have I enough hot water and are the dilution reds right 
for a couple of people that have got taken the extra step and moved a little bit faster that they're on the parlor and the tank with chlorine free look the couple of issues that are showing up again hot water is crucial when chlorine is taken out of the wash regime number two very common mistake is, is the capacity of the wash trucks that are there they're not big enough for the rinsing of the solution out of the plant afterwards what are our guidelines it's 14 liters to rinse the plant per unit and 9 litres per unit to wash the plant. So it's the 14 litres or 3 gallons all money, or 9 litres or 2 gallons to wash the plant. The biggest thing with the detergents is the liquid form of chlorine-free detergents cannot be reused. And these are being reused in some farms and they're causing issues. If you want to reuse it, a chlorine-free detergent, it must be powder-based. Powder-based detergents are containing over 70% caustic. The liquid farms are about 20, 23%, 24% caustic. So you can see that you cannot reuse a, a liquid-based or uh, caustic-based detergent. If you want to, the thermogenics are spiky up and down at the moment. And I suppose people are just trying to bed down their wash regimes. The weather has had a big thing to bear, bear with it. Hopefully the thing will settle down. But there, check your hot water. Is it 70 degrees for your wash regimen? Check the capacity of the track. Is there enough to hold 14 litres per unit to rinse my track? Nine litres to wash it. And avoid reusing detergents or basketball. Hot water properly calibrated, your machine properly calibrated. Don't reuse washings from the chlorine-free wash regime. Temperature of water for the parlour should be 70 degrees. It should be uh, and enough hot water for the bulk tank as well. So it's, it's when you're hot washing a plant and trying to hot wash the tank collected the same day, have I enough to do that? Second thing is the capacity of the wash truck. Has it enough capacity for 14 litres per unit to wash it, to rinse it, 9 litres per unit to wash it? And again, I want 14 litres per unit to rinse it again after my washing cycle. Don't reuse the liquid products. If you reuse you can reuse the powder products. If a farmer gets sick with the present uh, virus situation, the COVID-19 pandemic uh, virus, what should dairy farmers be doing to help in the running of the farm if they got sick? What provisions might they make? The nature of farmers, after the last couple of months, they've been in isolation anyway. With the nature of the work they've been doing. And, but you can be a little blasé about it. And no one is, to be fair. But from a farmer's point of view, there's a lot at stake if, if he or she gets sick. So the cows need to be milked, the animals need to be fed, the show needs to be kept going. So you need to have a plan. So while you're, while you're well and you're hale and hearty, talk to your friend, talk to a neighbour, talk to someone that will have the ability and the time to come in and, and pick up the pieces. If, God forbid, you have to go into isolation or something. Um, Francis Quigley, our specialist in the milking machines and farm machinery, has done very good paper there on what type of things we should be looking at. Like, look, very simple things. Writing down what quantity of feed animals get, where they should be, what they should get. Print out, a lot of lads got DPS maps now in the last couple of weeks. Get a number of copies of those and number the, far, number the fields, one, two, three, four, five, whatever it is, and have copies of that. So if people have to come in to take over, they know which fields, you can tell them. Some people then are getting the tops, the lids, the buckets, like the white lids, and just writing the numbers of the field and putting them in the gates coming in. So people will know which fields are talking about. Another thing is milking machines are all very different and and to do a SOP, a standing operating procedure for your milking parlour. And like, these are very important, you know, how to set up the milking machine for milking, how to set it up for washing, the daily wash procedure, turning on and off the bell tank after washing it. You know, these simple little things and it's to sit down and write out a very good idea, which a number of farmers do is they get one of the lads to make a video of them doing it 
just to have it. And uh, we have, if anyone wants it, we have a, Francis has done up um, kind of a template for people to walk off and we'll have, you'll get it off your advisor, off any of the contact chagas and we'll email it to you or we'll post it out or you can uh, a copy of it. But it's something really people should be looking at now while they're healing hearty because you don't know how this is going to, to last. And please God, it won't last too long. And indeed, members of the IFA, they've been circulated by the President, Tim Conan, his plan to make sure everyone has an SOP, standard operating procedure, list of things, how things are done. Uh, as you've said, you might be able to operate uh, one type of milking machine literally in your sleep, but on the other hand, with different types of machines, different types of routines on each specific farm to have an operating procedure, standard operating procedure, list of uh, the various steps. And in that way, at least the farmer is making provision for a situation we none of us can really rule out with this um, pandemic. Any of us might get sick, but if you get sick, at least there, there is in existence a, a copy of the standard operating procedure SOP for your farm. Absolutely, Jan, and Tim is right, and the IFA are doing great work in this as well. So, like, you've plenty avenues to get this, but it's a case of, you know, we're in a good week now, things will bed down a little bit, and hopefully lads will get on top of work, but it's something fellas should really, really prioritise in the climate we're in at the moment. This is only the start of it. You need to just cover your bases and just really start thinking about something like this. Now, we come back to something really the basis of everything good grass, with the grass situation well behind target on certainly a good deal of farms. Have you any guidelines, Don? Speaking to Mr. Don Crowley, dairy advisor, milk quality specialist, Chagas Clonakilty. Don, any tips for people, for farmers, to address the grass situation that's behind target as we speak now, but possibly over the next few weeks they may be able to rectify it? Yeah, so John, look, there's a huge variation out there in what has been grazed and not grazed, and this is down to farm type, you know, and, and the ability to get out. But look, first thing I'd say to farmers is, is, look, have one quick walk to farm. You'd be surprised how much grass is out there. Don't underestimate what grass is out there because dry matters are high. They're up around 22, 23%. Look, it, it's really time the shackles are off now. They should be out day and night, and this is the time to get through heavy covers, reseeded ground, they will start deteriorating fast now. You know, when you go past paddies, they heavy covers at this time of year. They need to get, they need to be taken off. They need to be whipped off, and you'll get great utilisation in this present climate. Um, look, you're trying to get a block grazed. The pressure isn't as heavy now with slurry problems because you can graze and spread off as you go along. But keep watching the first paddock that you've grazed. You're aiming for that really, I suppose, cover of about 1,200 around the 10th, 15th April. Every family different, but just. Keep, you must look backwards to look forwards. But um, from a fertiliser point of view, look, it's great weather for 18612. For anyone that has nothing out, something like a bag and a half, two bags of 18612, there's an allowance there. Um, urea, there's loads of moisture in the ground there as well. But I think the biggest thing is getting silage out of the diet and reduce rations, you know, to a certain degree and get them out, get them out day and night. It's a great opportunity. Well, thank you very much indeed for all of that uh, great information. Mr. Don Crowley, Dairy Advisor and Milk Quality Specialist, Chagas Clonakilty in the rest of the county. Thank you very much indeed, Don. Thanks a million. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. 
When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Joining us on the Dairy Gold Farm Talk programme, Mr. Colm O'Donnell, National President of INHFA, the Irish Natura and Hill Farmers Association. Colm, welcome to the programme. Now, at a recent meeting involving your own organisation and other farm organisations, a teleconference with the Minister for Agriculture, you called for the EU Commission to unlock its agricultural crisis reserve and use its common market organisation CMO regulation to draft urgency procedures with Without delay to release funding for Irish farming for all sectors, beef, lamb and dairy. What's the background to that demand? And of course, spurred by the most recent development of all of the marts being forced to close. Yes, John. Well, um, the press statement issued on Thursday was um, on the back of a meeting, a stakeholder meeting, a teleconference meeting with the Minister the Secretary-General of the Department of Agriculture and uh, senior officials within the department and um, farm leaders from the other farm organisations as well. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of similarity, a lot of common ground in, in what could be done, uh, particularly with regard to uh, how um, uh, representatives of the Department of Agriculture, inspectors, for example, come in onto the farm and how the, that process might develop in, in line of of the, the, the social distancing, etc., etc. So there's a lot of common ground um, among the farm organisations. But uh, from our perspective, the Irish Nature and Hill Farmers Association outlined to the Minister, having looked through the EU regulations, we uh, uh, proposed to him that he should look seriously at um, something that's there uh, in the regulation uh, at European Union level for market disturbance. And this is particularly the CMO regulation, which is Common Market Organisation Regulation. And within that, it does um, give flexibility um, for the Minister to to look to secure market disturbance funding. So, you know, um, it's quite clear, and you said it in your introduction there, John, that market disturbance, the marts were closed. Um, the Minister did not have um, a plan B in place. 18 marts shut down overnight, um, you know, uh, this is a very busy time of the year. Farmers have reared their animals um, all over the harvest and winter period. Um, it's the prime time for selling um, because a lot of uh, other farms, um, the primary farm produces the produce, cattle and sheep, etc., and then they're sold on to other lands for feeding for the year. 
and farmers start up this time of the year when, when growth is coming and um, actually to fill their requirements for stock density for certain schemes, particularly the ANC scheme. So, you know, um, we cannot have a welfare um, issue on farms. Uh, father is, you know, drying up on those farms and uh, slaughter needs to be put out. But, uh, you know, this is an option for him. Uh, he said he would put it to the commission in his press statement on Thursday. He did uh, outline this to the commission. Uh, but, you know, this can be acted on. It's, it's to deal swiftly and effectively uh, for such o- events as, as a COVID pandemic, for example. So that's our main, our main call, and that's what you picked up probably in the press statement. You want a direct payment without conditionality. I emphasise there, a direct yes. payment without conditionality yes. to be secured to include all primary producers of beef, lamb and dairy. And you say this would provide, hopefully, immediate financial support and ensure that the first link in the food supply chain would remain intact and let you as INHFA members or as farmers in general keep producing safe, healthy, nutritious food for all citizens of the nation. And that was, in fact, the gist of your summary there. Yeah, well, well, look, at um, we have had, uh, in, in some crises in recent times, like if you think back probably two years ago, this time two years ago, there was a father crisis. There was a father transport scheme put in place. But unfortunately... The amount of farmers who benefited from it were very low because of conditionality attached to it. Um, last summer, in, in, in the height of the Brexit um, you know, scenario at the time, um, uh, there was $100 million secured for the beef sector for an exceptional aid measure. But it was loaded with conditions and conditionality, such that a um, quarter of the money, or a quarter of that $100 million, uh, went back to Brussels because... The farmers couldn't draw it down because of the conditionality. We cannot... It's no point putting something in place if there's hoops to jump through. What we need here is a stabilisation fund, and this is the... It's through Article 219 of the CMO Regulation 1308 of 2013. That particular article in that regulation means you do not have to have conditionality attached to it. Other sectors... Farmers are self-employed, John, and, you know, um, unless you can prove that you're ceasing to trade, like, these animals have to be looked after. You have to keep, continue to farm. So, you know, um, if a farmer, I, I, I will acknowledge that if a farmer um, contracts COVID-19 um, or, indeed, that he has to self-isolate, he is treated the same way as any other person. That's my understanding. Now, we have written to Social Protection, the department to look for clarity as to whether farmers can benefit from the package that's in place. And currently that is not the case. So, you know, we need help uh, in order to sustain these family farms that no penny coming in. Um, they make their applications on the 15th of May. The first payments coming by way from, from, from the European Commission for under cap don't issue until around the time of the ploughing championships. The first checks start to issue at that time. This is a long time to hold out. These marts will not in my opinion, be opened fully up and running by the 19th of April. Uh, this is a, you know, we're, we're, we're on a rise here. Um, you know, um, all the signals are that we could have a lockdown of those mats. And anything else, John, 
uh, is loaded with a financial risk to the primary producer here. You know, trading online, I've had good examples. I've had good experiences and bad, you know, um, I'm not going to name out any uh, online forum or vehicle of, of, of offering stock for sale. But the merits, in fairness to them, are starting to engage and make a facilitation there to put buyers, match buyers and sellers. But, you know, chalk and cheese, there's as much difference. You can have two arms the same weight, John, would say take 300 kilos, and there could be 200 or 250 euros in the difference, the value of that animal. So, you know, selling them by weight, the buyer is the guy with the eye in, and he has to be satisfied. So it's going to be very difficult. This is why we need the primary producer, the man to cast the cow, lambs down the O, has got to be included. It cannot be all for the finisher. And again, Colm, of course, when we talk about uh, getting away from the standard procedures of the marts as established, we go back to a situation where people are handed a cheque. There in your own area, there in your listenership, you know, uh, if they traditionally have dealt through the marts where there's a guarantee of their money, um, you know, um, a post-dated cheque, a bank draft, you know, it's not safe from a health perspective now to be handling cash. The best way, and not to flood the market, is for those animals to be retained on the farm of origin or the farms that they're currently on and ride the storm. But in order to do that, we need first-hand assistance. There is provision there. This is money that can be drawn down. This is why uh, we exist in Europe, John. And, and they have provisions for extreme events and there's market disturbance across the whole of the EU. Uh, so even though that the commissioner... Um, the new Commissioner for Agriculture has um, introduced green lanes. In other words, food products or goods can travel where, 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 where um, ordinary citizens cannot. But at the same time, you know, to keep all our produce that we export moving, um, you know, it's, it's extremely difficult. This is why we need this assistance. And, you know, um, this is our call. The Minister has taken it on board. But we want to ensure that the primary producer is not forgotten here. Core request in your press releases, a number of press releases, the EU Commission must unlock its agricultural crisis reserve and use its common market organisation, CMO, that you've referred to more than once, CMO regulation, to draft urgency procedures without delay and it's the implementation of that CMO it's there already just to implement it and now is the time we have a, an absolute crisis yes and look to be fair the minister needs support here you know um, I would urge all um, Iraq's members regardless of whether there's a government in place to row in behind this um, and the other national farming organisations and I'm sure he would be able to garner support from uh, other colleagues, other uh, ministers for agriculture throughout the other member states because um, uh, it's not alone isolation for, 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 for Ireland, you know, in this regard. So hopefully um, um, there will be some movement. This needs to be done swiftly.
Thank you very much indeed, Mr. Colm O'Donnell, the National President of INHFA, the Irish Natura and Hill Farmers Association. More from Colm in the midweek edition of the Dairy Gold Farm Talk programme between 10pm and 11. In this week's Irish Farmers Journal, Miss Katrina Morrissey, news editor of the journal, points out how the Irish farming community is stepping up in the battle against the virus. And under the title of We Can Do This, We Can Limit the Damage, Katrina spoke to the Dairy Gold Farm Talk programme about some of the key aspects of the current situation. Yeah, thanks, John. Um, there's actually, I thought that's one of the reasons why we went with the, the cover this week in the Farmer's Journal. You know, there is an awful lot of, I suppose, fear and, and, and potentially panic out there in the general public. And, and this is a really big challenge, the coronavirus. But it is within our grasp to do something about it. And particularly as farmers, you know, we can do our part to make sure that this virus doesn't spread and there's some really practical ways of doing that um, in the paper, and, and I'll go through some of them with you. I suppose one change that we've seen this week is obviously the marts closing, um, a big blow, but we are hopeful that there will be a change to that maybe over the coming days, that some kind of a solution will be found to allow animals to be traded while still minimising that person-to-person contact. Um, We've seen the co-ops change how they do business. We saw Dairy Gold and Glanbia this week adopt a, a call and collect system where you ring ahead to the co-op and, and you tell them what they what you want, get your order in, and then you arrive and they put it in your in your trailer or in your car. And there's no need for as much personal um, contact with people by going into the store. So very practical ways to reduce the spread of the virus. We saw where when McDonald's decided to close their restaurants, hopefully only temporarily, that was a massive blow, a massive blow to the Irish beef sector already on the floor. So the beef industry hit by burger chain closures and restaurants closing too. Yeah, that's right. McDonald's followed by Supermax, followed by, I suppose, almost every other large uh, fast food chain announced that they would close their doors to both the restaurant, the sit-down restaurants and the drive throughs and McDonald's and Supermax would be huge buyers of Irish produce. Um, McDonald's would be a massive buyer of Irish beef, and that is a blow um, for the Irish beef industry. Now, the flip side of that is that the retail trade for beef has held up very well and even improved a lot. You know, people are going in and buying their burgers and their mints in the supermarket because they're not going out and eating steak in the restaurant. But nonetheless, that will be more than likely reflected in beef prices over the coming months and that people are not going out on the continent and in the UK eating steak in the restaurant and, you know, closer to home, we're we're not going to the local um, drive-thru either. The journal points to lamb prices being down 50 cents a kg, but there were some press releases from the IFA saying that uh, lamb prices are beginning to rally a little, but lamb prices generally, they've taken a hit. They did take a hit this week, and it remains to be seen how long-term that will be because, you know, you'll have seen it with the stock market. Often there's a, there's a really sharp fall followed by a rally. Um, and hopefully the rally on the sheep meat side will be related to the, the Muslim festival of Ramadan, followed by Eid, uh, both of those very important buying times for, for lamb and, and sheep meat from Ireland uh, to the UK and further afield. So we would hope to see an increase in price. Um, and, and hopefully that, that fall this week was you know uh, uh, an initial reaction rather than a longer term price setting. 
keeping the dairy industry, the food industry, keeping the supermarket shelves stocked and keeping animals and transit uh, and agri-goods, all of these things part and parcel of the vast web of agribusiness. Now, the green lanes, could you outline to our listeners what exactly the green lanes would be and how they would help keep things, keep some kind of momentum going? Yeah, so the green lanes is something that the European Commission has uh, put in place. It's for border crossings um, on the continent where they have a lot of countries naturally enough have moved to restrict the movement of people and that's to prevent the spread of the coronavirus. But it has impacted then on goods and animal movement as well. But this week, the European Commission designated uh, special green lanes, which would be basically kind of fast lane for agri-food and other essential items like medicine. Um, Livestock has come in under that. Um, where they don't see delays to those things that need to keep flowing across the continent and from one country into another. Turning to younger farmers, we know the whole momentum is to try and get younger farmers to step into the shoes of their parents when they retire, but it's an onward battle for younger farmers. In some cases, they can't just get finance if they want to get in. But in terms of the virus, this deadly virus, there would appear to be some young farmer concessions at least. Yeah, that's right. So, um, again, I suppose in the spirit of reducing the person-to-person contact and reducing the risk of transferring the virus, the Department of Agriculture has made some, some, you know, very practical changes to the rules and regulations. One of those is that for the Young Farmer Scheme, instead of doing interviews in person with the young farmer, they'll be doing those over the phone. Um, so that will reduce the need to go onto the farm, reduce the need to meet someone in person. And also they've given some flexibility for students of the Green Cert who might not have been able to apply to the scheme uh, by a particular date, that has now been eased a little bit, and we have full details of that in the paper. Could we say that uh, one of the spin-offs of the whole situation is that, that air pollution is falling as the virus obviously stops industrial activity and manufacturing and uh, the smokestacks wouldn't be billowing out so much smoke? Certainly in China, initially, that was noticed. You know, farmers have been, I suppose, acutely aware of how uh, agriculture has been blamed for a lot of uh, emissions in the overall um, climate debate. And and they would have argued at times that, you know, there was too much focus on agriculture and what about the industrial and the transport emissions. And we've seen a very clear illustration in the last couple of weeks of, of just how different the picture looks from a climate point of view, from a pollution point of view, when those big industries cease. And uh, it's, a, it's very visible um, from a NASA image that we have at this week's paper uh, exactly how much nitrogen dioxide has been emitted um, since the 10th of February compared to January to the 20th of January. So it's just very clear how much emissions is coming from that industrial side of things. Speaking to Miss Katrina Morrissey, news editor, Irish Farmers Journal, and finally we turn to humans, we turn to the farmers. In the journal, you comment on the HSE advice for our farming listeners, for example, if farmers should wonder what the actual symptoms of this virus would be, you know, social distancing, what does it mean for farmers, what farmers need to know about this so-called self-isolation, already an isolated profession anyway, and very important what were some of the main identifiable symptoms of this virus be, Katrina? Yeah, so the symptoms of COVID-19 are a cough, any kind of cough, not necessarily a dry cough, but a cough, shortness of breath, 
breathing difficulties and a fever, which is a high temperature of, of 38 degrees or, or above, or uh, chills. Um, and those, if you have any of those symptoms, you should ring your GP and follow their advice. So that is really the overriding thing, I suppose, is, is to make sure that if you have any of those symptoms, call your GP. You don't go into the GP, you don't visit them. You call them first, explain your situation, and they'll advise you then as to whether you should attend them or not. And then I suppose one of the areas that we found, even amongst our own office staff this week, was a little bit of confusion between what's the difference between social distancing and what does self-isolation mean? So social distancing is literally the physical distance that everybody's being asked to put between them and someone else. So it's the two metres, at least two metres, between you and someone else. And not only that, but obviously reducing the number of people that you're meeting. So staying at home as much as you can, getting your um, feed deliveries, for example. There's no need to meet the, the, the lorry driver there. When your milk is being collected, no need to meet him either. Um, reducing the number of people that you meet and then those people that you do meet in the course of your day, keeping that physical distance of two metres between them. Self-isolation then is, is the next step up, as it were, that if you have those symptoms and you're calling your GP, um, you should self-isolate straight away um, because the idea is that you have a window there where you can protect other people around you. And self-isolation, um, according to the HSE, is literally staying indoors and completely avoiding contact with other people. Now, you might say that's impossible, but, you know, this is what we're facing. We, we have to, to do this. Um, so the HHC advice is to have a room that you can open the window in, um, have your meals in there. You're, you shouldn't be going for breakfast with everybody in the family. Uh, you should be meeting nobody as far as you can at all. And um, to keep on top, obviously, keep in touch with your GP, follow their advice. But um, in terms of being able to run the farm, you'll have to get help. Um, if you have your symptoms, you know, you're obviously a little bit sick anyway. And until it's ruled out, you shouldn't really be going to, to go out on the farm. You should be organising someone to come in and help you. So at this stage now, before you ever have a symptom or you ever get sick, now is the time to plan for that. So have you got a son, an uncle, a brother, a neighbour, a friend or the farm relief who can come in and milk the cows or feed the cattle. So start planning for that now is the message um, so that it's not, um, not a problem when it happens because, you know, a lot of us are going to get this virus at some stage and to varying degrees. So if you have the preparation done now, um, you can, you can uh, what's the saying, fail to plan, plan to fail? Um, and uh, that's that's the message really get your planning done now so that you can have your help you know who to ring they know what to do they know where your tractor is they know what cattle need to be fed they know how to switch on the milking machine and Chagas has come out with some very good advice for dairy farmers in particular about um, you know getting your place set up so that someone else can come in and milk if need be Miss Katrina Morrissey, news editor of Irish Farmers Journal. Full details on the whole issue in this week's edition of the Irish Farmers Journal, Saturday, 28th of March, 2020. Thank you, Katrina, very much indeed. Thanks, John. And that's our programme for this morning. I'm John O'Connor. Thanks for listening. Have an enjoyable weekend. We've had to hold over the Harold Kingston interview until Wednesday evening between 10pm and 11. Thanks for listening. Dairy Gold Agri, your solution to all your farm needs. 
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlingbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.